Welcome back, guys, to the Chaos Creed podcast, where I bring you committed messages for the rebel-minded and take my position as a messenger to inspire you to find your purpose and follow your creed. Welcome back to the Chaos Creed podcast, where we are going to record episode number six now, and I am loving this. I absolutely love recording these. I don't know why. Um, I am looking straight into a blank wall right now. I don't know why this is so entertaining for me, but I can just speak to a mic and give my opinion and the question is to who right now. <laughs> I hope I'm reaching some men out there. Uh, so this introduction is probably a little bit informal today, but because of the topic I'm going to talk about today, I kind of want to go ahead and talk a little bit about something I'm going through that has to do with the same topic that I'm talking about today. And so I'm having troubles with my truck. Not troubles, it's just my truck's old, it's been through a lot, and I can actually do things pretty mechanically easy by myself for the most part. Um, I've been needing to replace U-joints in my truck all by advice from a couple of my friends that have just told me that, hey, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're not uh, maintaining and respecting a piece of equipment that you use every day. And they're right. I have taken advantage of this truck for over 100,000 miles, and I haven't put the work and money into it that I've needed to. And now it's one of those things that you push off and push off, and now it's even worse. So I don't know if you know what the U-joints are. Um, it's actually not a part that I really paid attention to or knew much about until these two friends busted my balls about it, but I've been needing to replace these. I've had this truck, like I said, for over 100,000 miles, and I have not replaced them yet, and there's a lot of things that are building up in this truck that I need to get done. And these guys straight up, number one, they told me that basically I was fucking up. They're like, you're not doing what you should be doing to maintain the piece of equipment that you take advantage of every day. They called me out. They called me out, which is good. And But they were cool enough about it that they brought it up because it's a concern. It needs to be taken care of. They're worried about me getting stranded. And they straight up said that they would help me do it. And that is the cool part about friendships, guys, is that the good ones will just be there. They'll allow you to take up some of their time because they have a good heart to help you. They they feel better by helping you. They feel valuable by helping you, by giving you information and advice and experience that you may not have, and they're willing to pass that on to you. That's a good friendship. That's a good friendship, and I think you're going to know the difference. So going through this issue, um, it didn't end up how we wanted to. My U-joints were super rusted in place, and now I'm taking them to a shop anyway. But these guys still put in the effort to be there for me. Very good thing to take notice of. So anyway, let's get a little formal, and let's get into this episode. Now, so what I'm talking about today, what I want to blurt out today, is really just a perspective of importance for all the men out there. I want it to be known how greatly effective this is for us and me. And in this talk, rant, whatever you want to call it today, I want all of you to understand the difference between what we create as a super solid connection and what seems, 
quote unquote, seems to be like a super solid connection because we grow up with these from boys to men and not paying attention to the superficial and the things that are actually worthy and valuable and deep. And so if you haven't already guessed on this episode, I want to talk about building your army, the army of men that stand by you. Dude, if you're a hangover fan, call it a wolf pack. I almost did. I was super tempted to, but I'd like to stay within the theme that I created for my own personal brand. So it's army. I'm talking about the men that help create an impenetrable force for you and them. But the hard part about this is how we've grown up, who we've been become friends with, and knowing what it's like to even outgrow your army, which is something we don't easily recognize. So I'm going to take you through what typically is the state of our own army, how we recognize how we want it to change, and what it takes to sustain it. Let's start from the beginning, shall we? Now, what's one of the greatest, albeit most daunting, experiences as a kid? Making friends! Hell yeah! And guess what? Despite how I look now, I was the same size as all the other kids when I was six years old. I'm super short guy, but I was the same size as everybody else. P.S. That changed very quickly. Growing up, the best thing I remember is what my friends and I did. But what I can't really remember is why. Why did I become friends with the other kids that I did? What was it about them? What was it about me? Honestly, my child has my childhood has become so fuzzy, I'm not sure I'll ever have that answer. Uh, but maybe there doesn't really need to be one. Maybe the beauty of being a child is all about how fantastically authentic you are, how much you live in the moment, how much it's about laughing and playing and causing mischief. I don't know why I was friends with these kids. Is it is it a gut feeling? Is it is it an intuition? Uh, it's really hard to dial down what exactly that was. And if you have a good answer for me, chime in, let me know, because I'm not really sure. I've lost so much of that memory. But what I do remember are the exact friends that I had. I remember these people specifically. And this isn't the whole list of them, but these were my closest ones. Britt, Matt, Nick, the twins, Brandon and Brian, Sarah, Bobby. I was a jack of all trades. I was friends with people from a bunch of different groups. It was kind of weird, but I did have a lot of friends. I remember the moments we shared, not the psychological science behind it. That comes later. If you have a moment, pause this podcast. Take a minute to remember all the friends you can list. Then think on the most important ones, the ones that had the biggest influence on you, the ones that maybe you have now still. What do you remember more? The moments? or why you had the moments. Either way, it warms your heart, doesn't it? Stop being such a bro. It's okay for your heart to feel warm and fuzzy. Don't be an asshole. What happens next is this crazy period full of doubt and misdirection, the teenage period. Friends change, fights happen, and it sometimes is hard to really know who you are. Here's where it cleared up a bit for me though. I was desperate to have fun. I was desperate to be connected. And I chased the things that I love most and fell in love with the people who connected the same way I did, the same, the people that shared the same things, the same interests that I did. I was a dirt bike rider, so Matt and Nick were some of my best friends because of that. I was an artist, so Sarah was my creative friend in art class. She was open-minded and a heartfelt friend that I could speak anything to, really. We spent so much time together. I, um, this is off the radar, but uh, I used to sleep under her bed. And... 
oddly enough, her and I never had any sort of relationship. But to carry on, um, these are the friendships that stood the test of time because of the connection and passion and desire. It's those things that we shared. And these are the things that we'd attached ourselves to. And for good reason. I think we had to have these things so that we, so that we could, so it would help decipher who we were and what we loved most about the world and the connections that we had. Into, a, into adulthood, however, I mean real adulthood, which by the way can be later for some compared to others because believe it or not, is not at 18. Not in my opinion, anyway. There's a pressure you should take off of yourself right now. Whether you're a teenager listening to this or whether you're a 30-year-old man like I am, there's no, like, day that you become an adult. Despite what the law says, this isn't like graduation. It's weird how it happens the same year you graduate, though, right? Society pushes us into this, and it's such bullshit. It creates so much stress. And we turn around scrambling into the world trying to prove that we're a quote-unquote adult. So this part was rough for me. I don't know how it was with you guys. So what happens here with friends? We tend to, or at least I did, strap ourselves tightly to the ones that we have. The ones that have been there with us through thick and thin. This is really great because we need friendship. We need connection. We need help and support. We need someone to do crazy shit with and friends to cry to. What we forget since life is throwing everything it can at us, is our growth, though. Whether you're mindful enough to realize that you're growing or not, you are. And that growth can mean separation. If you're not willing to separate from someone that is growing in a different direction than you, you're going through the suffering and clinging to something. You're clinging to someone else, and you don't really understand why is the hard part. And it's just something that you don't want to lose because it's part of your identity. And it has been for years at this point in your life. How would you feel losing something that you have for 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years like I did? And in a way, our friendships are, like I said, a part of my identity. I, I did this. I lost a friend that I had for about 24-ish years before we really stopped talking. Now, there wasn't a major fight. There was no implosion. Like There wasn't any sort of pressure just waiting to happen. A day just came where I realized that we were falling apart from one another. I had, a, I had started to grow in a completely different direction. He had a nine to five, two kids, a wife, a mortgage, vacations, family events, and none of this is bad, just to clarify. I just became a person that wanted more dynamic in my life. I had always thought that I would grow up having kids the same time as him, that I would have a wife and that we would always be there for each other and we would get through things and experience things like we'd always had. But that's just not what came to be. I was single. I had no kids. I had roommates helping pay my mortgage for me. And deep down, I had started to create a dream of a completely different life. I want a progression and change. And I did tell myself that no matter where I was going, it was okay for me to be friends with this guy. It was okay for me to be friends with Matt because we were that close to each other. Until... The day I realized we were going down different paths was the day that I wasn't invited to his son's second birthday, and I had coincidentally showed up just to see them and realize what was going on, and that hurt. It really did hurt, but I realized that day that people can be a part of your life for a period of time, 
and it doesn't have to be forever, and it may not be forever, and that's okay. So where am I going here? To finally get down to the grit here of this podcast, after all this storytelling, is that I want to stress to you to step back and look who's in your life right now. And if you know the direction in your life that you want to go, which can sometimes take years to really clear up, which is also another topic for another discussion, then you have to see who is running the same direction as you are, who's standing in your way, and who's on the sidelines, or who's just running in a different direction entirely. And this is how you build your army. This is how you build your pack, gentlemen. And when you decide to take a moment to ponder who's there for you, really pay attention to your intuition. If you have a growth mindset today, are you willing to give them your precious time to benefit them, not you? If so, are they? Are you willing to call them out on their bullshit or them being fake and suppressing emotion and weakness and being completely real with another male? face to face do they respond well or just tell you to toughen up or vice versa how much will another man really get down to the uncomfortable shit with you this is what is going to show you how they care my best relationships are the ones where i cried at one moment or another and freely and if it wasn't that we could have debates about life without having a boxing match too My greatest male friends aren't even the ones that I spend the most time with. My greatest male friends are the ones that I can tell my soul to. They're the ones that I can talk about life and hardship and pain with. They're actually the ones that will allow me to grow on my own, understanding I have to learn shit the tough way as I do the same for them. My greatest male friends are the ones that don't mock me, ball tap, puff their chest, or get enraged. They show control. They show compassion. They talk about uncomfortable shit. They talk about how they fucked up. None of them try to be perfect. And I have great, deep respect for that. And one of the greatest traits, in my opinion, they're not out to be the perfect man. They're living life to be better for themselves and the ones they're close to. They don't compete to diminish other men. They compete for their own gain and to support every other competitor. They don't compete to gloat, they compete to face their own character. Of all the things, your army or pack may be small, but what makes an effective army isn't the numbers. It's the ability to face and risk and sacrifice for the man next to you. No man that deserts you is a man you want in your corner, and no man that you have doubt about is a man that you want in your corner. Build your army, gentlemen. Find the ones that you trust with your soul. All right, guys, it's been another great episode for me. And I know this was a short one. I know this one was a little ranty, but just the same. I had to get this information out there. And as things progress and continue, I will be able to compound on these subjects more, detail them more, have better research and have better thoughts about these things. And hopefully something more productive, something more tangible for you guys to help build your army and help build your own mindsets and your own growth. Um, I've actually been getting some responses about interviews a lot lately. And my question is, should we do some? 
What do you guys think? I'd love to bring in some other men to get their perspectives on life, success, women, and everything in between. Message me if you're not already. Follow the Chaos Creed podcast on Spotify and now Apple iTunes. Also, check out my website where I have my blogs, chaoscreed.com, and my IG handle at Creed Soldier. We've got more thought-provoking and entertaining subjects to come, guys. So come back and listen. Until then, build your army strong, gentlemen. Find the men that you trust. Don't worry about how strong they are. Worry about how strong their heart is and how open they can be, how vulnerable and transparent they can be, and how willing they are to jump into the uncomfortable shit with you. That's it for me, guys. Stay strong and stay rebel-minded. 